on the way to my um, September SAT. Uh-huh. I was so stressed out and I was in such a rush because you have to be there by 8 a.m. Oh, and like, God. if you're not there by 8 a.m., like they just shut the doors. And so I was like, oh, my God, like I have to take this SAT. Like I really need this. Um, my score isn't high enough right now. And then I made a right turn out of the wrong lane and then um a car just hit me Hello, college kids. Welcome back to this week's episode. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Shaki. So Shaki, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Shaki. Right now, I'm a senior. I'm going to be starting out at Princeton University this fall. I mean, hopefully I will if it's not online. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I look forward to talking to you about my college application process. Okay, thank you very much for introducing yourself. So, are you the first in your family to go to college? I just want to know that really quickly. In America? No. Okay. Um, well, yeah, in America, my mom, she went to college in Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. And I have an older sister. She went to community college. So she graduated from high school a year early. She got her associate's degree from community college in one year. And then she went to a university, um, a public state university, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And she's graduating this year. So because she went to a community college and then she went to an in-state college, my parents really wanted me to go to a community college as well. And Mm -hmm. so they would always pressure me. They would say, Shaki, you should um, graduate early like your sister and go to a community college. It's going to save you so much um, time and money. But I just wanted to go to a four-year university. Mm -hmm. So I'm really lucky that I'm going to be able to do that. So is there a reason that your sister graduated a year early and you didn't? Was it just like a preference for her? Um, I think, well, she could do it at her school because her school was um, a public high school. Mm-hmm. And my high school, it's a magnet high school. Mm-hmm. And by magnet, I mean, we all have like majors that we focus in on at my school. And we also had to take a test to get into my school. And so at my school, you can't graduate early. Oh, and my parents, they never understood that. They, they would yeah. still say, oh, you should graduate early. But like, I just physically can't. And my sister, the reason she graduated early was um, she kind of just wanted to get a head start on the college experience. And senior year, she saw that she wouldn't be doing much anyways. So instead, she just chose to go to CCBC mm-hmm. um, and just get her uh, requirements out of the way and get her degree a year early. Okay, so... You went to this magnet school. So when did you start thinking about applying to college? Like, when did you think like, oh, I should start maybe preparing for the SAT, which, you know, you take in Maryland mm-hmm. and stuff. So when did you start thinking of yeah. that? Um, I was definitely really late, like freshman, sophomore year. I mean, in the back of my mind, I always thought about college. Like I thought, oh, yeah, like I need to get good grades. I need to do some extracurriculars to get into a good college. And so I always thought like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I want to go to a good college. But back then, like, I wasn't really preparing myself much, so I wasn't thinking about my SATs or my essays um, until about junior year. Junior year, we had college visits um, at my school, and so these college reps, they would come in, they would talk to us about the admissions process, and then I just, like, started realizing, like, oh, my God, I have nothing prepared, like, (laughs) other Mm -hmm. than my um, good grades. Like, I'm really not prepared for college, so junior year... I started thinking more about um, the application process 
And then um, I think the summer of junior year, I promised myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to write all my essays. I'm going to study for the SAT, get everything done this summer. Okay, that didn't work out, though, because <laughs> over, <the, laughs> over the summer, I had to work at, well, I was working at Cinnabon, and then I also took a community college class. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really have time to prepare for college um, and, like, write my essays and prepare for the SAT and all of that. So really, the time I got serious about actually doing college stuff was the beginning of senior year, like and August, like, September. Oh, my God. And that's, like, a few months before you applied to any of the colleges. <laughs> yes. Oh God. That was such a stressful time period. Mm, God. Okay. So, but were you part of any clubs before your senior year? Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, tried to join as much clubs as I could. Just, like, stuff that I was interested in. Um So I joined student council. I've Mm -hmm. been involved in student council since eighth grade. And so there's an organization in my county. It's called the Baltimore County Student Council. And they have an executive board, which is like, um, it's like a board of 30 students. And they plan all the events for the Baltimore County Student Councils. And so I had officer positions in that for four years. And then in school, I was involved with my own student government association. So I was vice president of that. And then I was also involved with my FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. Um, I was an officer for that. And then I was an officer for Environmental Club and also for Girl Up. Um, I really involved myself in a lot of things. And I was officer for um, a bunch of different things. And so when it came to applying for colleges, I think that really helped me because I already had so much extracurriculars that I had already been doing. Oh, I see. And I have one little question about FBLA. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, and I'm a freshman right now. So at the mm-hmm. beginning of freshman year, they were doing all these like, you know, visit the clubs in the afternoon and they'll tell you what the club is about. So I went to yeah. FBLA and mm-hmm. I was really excited because I really wanted to join this club. But I realized mm-hmm. that like, a lot of the competitions were not in our state at all. It was like Mm -hmm. all the way on the other side of the United States. Yeah. So, and it costs money to go there. And Mm -hmm. I know that I didn't want to like burden my parents with paying for like the plane tickets and the housing. Mm -hmm. So were you able to travel or were you just working in your school? Yeah. So, um, FBLA, they have regional events. And then if you're a top, um, if you place like first, second or third place then you get to go to the state events Mm -hmm. and I was always first place in all four of my regional events like you do one event each year so for all four years I was first place but I never went to states because why went I went junior year um for FBLA states for entrepreneurship but I only went once because to go to state like $300 and then even if I won at states I would have to go to nationals which is like a thousand or three thousand dollars Mm -hmm. to go so it's a lot of money but I just um I was mostly focused on the regional level and in my school I see okay so do you think you felt like you could have gone to nationals and that would have helped your application more Mm -hmm. yeah definitely there was a lot of things that I couldn't do um, in high school just because of like financial reasons. So like with FBLA, like every single year I was bummed out because I had gotten first place in my regional event, but I couldn't go um, to my state event. Mm-hmm. And just like a lot of other stuff too. Like for example, senior year, I got this internship with Johns Hopkins. It's this um, STEM internship, but it was after school and I would have to drive there. Like it's, um, it's 40 minutes away from my house. 
And so I missed that too. Uh But yeah, there was just a lot of things that I couldn't do because of um, just like constraints um, for my house. But I I think in the end, even if I couldn't do all these things, like it still worked out. I see. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to the classes that you took in high school. So can you tell us like, you don't have to tell every single class that you took, but maybe a relative idea mm-hmm. when you started taking more like kind of like AP honor classes and more like rigorous mm-hmm. courses. Yeah. So at my school, uh, there's a set of required courses that you have to take. And then there's usually one or two courses that we're allowed to choose. And for all the required courses, there is different levels. There's AP, GT and honors. Yeah. And whenever there was an AP class for my required course I would always take the AP class or I would just try to take like the highest level so sometimes the highest level was GT which is just like gifted and talented but yeah for all my required courses I took the highest level and then for my electives which is like the free classes that you have left over after your required ones um, I tried to take AP classes for them and if sometimes there wasn't like AP class that we could um, you know, if you're like a freshman, you can't take certain APs or like if you're a sophomore, you yeah, can't take yeah, certain APs. Yeah. So then I would just try to take another like GT class for that. But yeah, all in all, I took about um, 14 AP classes throughout high school. Okay, so can you give us like some of the AP classes you took? Not like the kind of the ones that are like extra that you sometimes take when you're bored, but like the main ones that you think helped you a lot in your college application? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I took AP Bio. Bro, I took so many APs, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, all of them helped me when they were reviewing my application. They were just looking that I was challenging myself. And so I took a variety. Like, I never took it in, like, a certain subject or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that just because, like, I had a lot and um, I had a variety, I think that it really helped. Okay, so... uh. I know that AP courses and honors courses are supposed to prepare you for college. And I know you're not in college yet, but do you think that they did a good enough Mm -hmm. job with the workload and the rigor? Do you think you, do you feel prepared for college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. My school, um, they definitely challenge us a lot. We're number one in the state, I think. And so um, our, our high school, my high school is just known for um, being like a college preparatory school. And so they would give us like a lot of um, essays to write and Mm -hmm. just like a lot of homework. And like, I feel really prepared for college now because the amount of work that they gave us, um, I talked to people from my high school who are going to college now and they just, all of them always say like Eastern Tech is just so um, challenging that once you get to college, it'll be a breeze. Okay, that's good. So yeah, I think that going to the high school that I did, it's definitely prepared me. Okay, good. Okay. So I know you said you didn't really prepare for the SAT and ACT until your senior year, but what did you do then? Did you use any workbooks, any practice tests? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had um, this SAT math workbook that I bought. It's called the Panda College Math Thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I used that to study and I started to use that, but I realized that it was just the book was so dense and I realized that I couldn't get through it in like a month. So instead of doing that, um, I took a bunch of practice tests on Khan Academy. And uh-huh. then um, after each practice test, I would go through my wrong answers 
and then I would um, review the topics that I got wrong. And yeah, just like taking um, a lot of these practice uh, practice SATs, it really prepared me for the real one. And it was pretty crazy because on the way to my um, September SAT, uh-huh. I was so stressed out and I was in such a rush because you have to be there by 8 a.m. Oh, and like, if you're not there by 8 a.m., like they just shut the doors. And so I was like, oh, my God, like I have to take this SAT. Like I really need this. Um, my score isn't high enough right now. And then I made a right turn out of the wrong lane. And then um, a car just hit me. It was a car on the hit way you? To the SAT. Yeah, it was so bad. But then, oh, my God. But it's like, it's funny to me to look back now because I'm just so bad at driving that when the car hit me, I was like, oh, like maybe it's just like a little bump or something. Like I didn't really pay much attention uh-huh. to it. And then I just kept driving to my school. Oh, well, did you make it, <laughs> it on time? So I mean, yeah, I made it to um, the testing center. But then when I made it, to the, I got out of my car to go into the test. And then there was a car behind me. And they come out of the car. They're like so mad. They're like, oh, my God, you just hit my car. <laughs> and then that's when I started crying. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then they were like, you're, you're trying to flee the authorities. Like, what the heck? Why would you just um, keep driving? Oh, uh, yeah, that was just really bad of me because I should have stopped after I hit the car. But I don't know what I was thinking. I was just so stressed out, like just thinking about the SAT. And then I just kept driving. Oh, my God. Well, were I they also taking the SAT? Or were they no, just a random it person? Just, um, it was this couple and their daughter. And I feel so bad. Like right now, I mean, back then, the couple, um, the wife was really mad because she was like, oh, like, you could have killed my daughter. Like, why would you do that? And I was just, oh, I was crying so badly that day. Oh, God. Well, were you able to, like, take the test that day? Or did you have to, like... No. No? I never took the test. You didn't take the test? No, I never... I missed that test. Okay. So I had to take the next one. Um, And then the next one was in, like, December. So that was just my last chance to take it. So I had to do good on the December one. Okay, and so what did you... So let's start with your PSAT. If your school did that, did you? What, did, what was your score on the PSAT? Um, if I remember correctly, it was a thirteen twenty. Yeah, and that's like out of like fourteen forty, right? Like about something like that. Okay. I don't remember exactly. Okay, and then what did you get for the actual one when you took it in December? In December, I got a fourteen seventy. 1470 out of 1600 okay so for the schools that you were applying were you I know you couldn't have taken it again because it was December but Mm -hmm. for the schools you were applying to was that like the average or was that below average like were you worried at all for your SAT score um yeah I think that I reached the 50th percentile for most yeah so I was definitely worried because the test that I got the 1470 on, that was only my second time taking the SAT. Because the first time I took the SAT, it was back in like April of junior year. They required everybody at my school to take it. And so um, it was really stressful because I knew that I could score higher, but yeah. I just couldn't take the test again. But um, yeah, after that score came out, I just focused on like strengthening other parts of my application. I see. Okay. Okay. And then you're, I know you go to a different school, but you guys still do GPA, right? Mm-hmm. GPA? Yeah. Okay, so what was your unweighted versus weighted GPA? Okay, my unweighted GPA was a 3.88, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a perfect 4.0. I got a B in uh, physics. I hated oh, that class. Everyone <laughs> hates physics. <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps yeah. telling me, like, physics, physics kills me. Everyone's doing so bad in physics. Physics, the reason yeah. I'm my GPA is not going to be good enough or something. Definitely. Don't take it if you have the chance, mm. like, if you can choose. Oh, okay. Yeah, so physics brought me down my GPA, but um, my QPA, which is the weighted one, that mm-hmm. was pretty high. I think it was like a 5.5 out of a 6.0. And um, that was really high because I took a bunch of AP classes and GT classes. Yeah. And so because of that high QPA, my class rank was, um, I was salutatorian. So like my rank was two. When yeah. I was applying to colleges. I see. Wait, so can you explain your GPA system? Because we only have like up to a 5.0. I've never heard of a QPA before. Oh, well, I mean, the GPA is unweighted. Do you guys have that out of 4.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that. Okay, yeah. Our QPA is just, um, it's out of six points. So like for AP classes, you get um, six points if you get an A in it. Mm-hmm. For GT classes, you also get six points if you get an A in it. And then for honors courses, you get a f- you get five points for each class. And then for standard classes, you get like four points if you get an A in it. And so once um, you add up all the points, then they average it. Oh, okay. So yeah, my average was like a 5.5. I see. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've never heard of that. That's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think it's different for every school. It is. Yeah, I've never heard. I knew I knew that schools went up to like 5.5. I know some people do it out of like 100, just taking the average grade. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you have like an average of 96 throughout all four years? Something like that. Okay, so now let's go into your recommendation letters. Did you have to do that? Yeah, I had to submit two recommendation letters. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then who did you get them from? Okay, so one of them was my AP bio teacher um, mm-hmm. from junior year. He was always, he was such a nice um, old man. <laughs> like, I always looked up to him, and he used to always be like, oh, Shaknosa, you're so smart. Good job. You're such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And so I chose him because I knew that he could really, like, hype me up in my recommendation good, letter yeah. and uh-huh. say good things. And then my second um, teacher who recommended me, was my business teacher so with the magnet school my magnet or the major um was business mm-hmm. and so i had to take a course in business every single year and i chose him because he was my business teacher for all four years so he just knew me really well okay so you didn't have to get a recommendation letter from your guidance counselor oh yeah yeah her too. Oh, okay so um with the guidance counselor i know that mm-hmm. they have to write like a lot of letters and you obviously don't see your mm-hmm. guidance counselor as much as you see your other teachers so mm-hmm. did, were you like did you have a, like a close relationship with him or her oh um, no like to be honest I always thought she hated me oh god <laughs> because okay. I used to go in there a lot to back in like freshman and sophomore year I could never choose what courses I wanted to take so I would always go on and like switch my courses and like she used to get really frustrated with me like she used to be like check notes to like pick a course already but um all the counselors at my high school they always try to write the best recommendation letters for all their students and um I remember submitting a brag sheet which is basically like this required form that all students at my high school have to submit and it's just like you talk about your extracurriculars um you talk about what you've done in high school 
and they use that to write the recommendation letter. Okay. So they know more about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm kind of bothering my guidance counselor too. I go to her Mm -hmm. and I talk for like 50 minutes and all my friends are like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, I I don't know. I never knew we talked for 50 (laughs) minutes. Yeah. I remember we had to meet up with our guidance counselors, like one class with like 20 people. We had to meet up Mm -hmm. with the guidance counselors for maybe five minutes to talk about, you know, next year's courses and stuff. I was in there for 45 minutes and I didn't know it. Everybody had already passed by me, like had done their guidance counselor thing. And thank God nobody had the same guidance counselor as me or else. That's good, though. Yeah, you should definitely um, be having conversations with your guidance counselor from early on. You're getting a good start. Okay, so senior year is here and you have to apply and you have to write your essay. So first, tell Mm -hmm. us about which schools you apply to, because you didn't apply to as many Mm -hmm. as at least I think most people apply to. Yeah. Um, and like before I get into what colleges I applied, um, the reason that I didn't apply to a lot was because, again, my mom and my dad, they were always like, oh, you should go to community college. Mm-hmm. You should stay in state. So from early on, I wasn't thinking about applying to too many colleges. I ended up um, in the early action round. I ended up just applying to three colleges, I think. I applied to UMD. University of Maryland. Um, and then I applied to UMBC, which is University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And then I also applied to UPenn early decision. Uh-huh. Um, and then in the regular decision round, I applied to Princeton and Johns Hopkins. Princeton Johns Hopkins. Yes. So what did you write your common application about, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, of course. Um, My personal essay was just about advocacy. So in my essay, I talked about how immigrating from a young from a country at a young age, um, my parents didn't know English very well. So I was like an advocate to them, because I would translate for them. And wherever they I also went with them, just to help them out because they didn't know the language, but I knew it. And so I said that being an advocate from an early age made me want to be an advocate for my peers. And um, I talked about how with student council, I was able to talk for my peers and make a change in my school community. And then I sort of connected that into the future by saying that in the future, I hope to be an advocate for those in underdeveloped Mm -hmm. countries like the one I come from. I see. So for your um, common application, like I'm, I I know it's really early for me to be thinking about this and I still have a Mm -hmm. lot to experience to write about, but for your call, um, for your common app, do you think it's good to like, you you talked about a really interesting subject, but do you think it's also good Mm -hmm. to bring in your extracurriculars as well? Or do you think the extracurricular should just be left on a Mm -hmm. list for them to look at? Um, I think it depends on every student. I mean, I definitely tried to talk about my extracurriculars in my essay because I talked about student council, but um, I made sure that my whole essay wasn't about the stuff that I did in high school because, I mean, they can know what kind of extracurriculars you did just looking at your um, resume, Mm -hmm. but like your essay, it should be more about you and like your own thoughts and experiences. And like if your extracurriculars really relate to that and like you know, there was this one extracurricular that you did, like, for a specific purpose, and, like, you think that it really shows something about you, then you should definitely talk about your extracurricular. But I think that the personal essay or the common app essay spot is definitely a spot for you 
to showcase something um, different about yourself, something that they can't just see just by looking at your extracurriculars. So yeah, that's good. That's that's really good advice. Thank you. And so for your, um, you applied to Princeton, Johns Hopkins, and UPenn as like your top universities. Did they have mm-hmm. the you know why UPenn, why Princeton, why Johns Hopkins? Okay, so what did you yeah. write for that? Um, I know UPenn and Johns Hopkins had that. So for UPenn, I was applying to the Wharton School of Business. Um, yeah. So when they said why UPenn, I just talked about how. UPenn, um, they're known for their business school. And I just talked about how my experiences um, taking business courses in high school makes me want to uh, study business in college as well. And I said that UPenn is like the number one spot. And then I also talked about um, Philadelphia and how that's like a really unique city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I basically just like took all the great qualities of UPenn and then I presented um, why I want to go there because of those qualities. And then for Johns Hopkins, I think I said something about their research because Johns Hopkins, they're known for being a research yeah. institution. So I talked about, um, well, I took AP research as a senior. So I had to do like this year long research project. Um, I just talked about how that research experience made, makes me want to do more research in college. And I just talked about how Johns Hopkins could be the perfect place for me to do more research. Okay, I see. And then Princeton didn't have one? No, Princeton didn't have a Y Princeton. Okay, I see. So, and I know that I already know what, I already know this stuff, but like, can you repeat it again for the podcast? So which colleges did you get accepted and then deferred and then rejected from? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the early action round, I got accepted into UMD mm-hmm. and UMBC, but I got rejected from UPenn. Um, with it being early decision, like I really thought I was going to get in. Like, you know, early decision, it's basically like if you get in, you have to go. So mm-hmm. I was so prepared to go. I was like, oh, Philadelphia, that's going to be my city for the next four years. Like I was so ready. But I think that the reason why I got rejected was, like, my SAT back then, it was so low. It was, like, in the 1300s. That was before I retook the SAT. So, yeah, I think that's why I got rejected from UPenn. Um, But I got accepted into um, Princeton. And then I got waitlisted from Johns Hopkins. Okay, and then you didn't wait to see whether you'd be accepted at Johns Hopkins? Uh, Okay. So and then I didn't accept the waitlist. So I know UMD and UMBC are like kind of like safety and target schools. Um, What was your top choice between UPenn, Johns Hopkins and Princeton? Okay, so ever since junior year, I've always wanted to go to Princeton. Like I don't know. um, Princeton was just like, I like the liberal arts and liberal arts focus and the fact that they had a small undergraduate um, class size. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Princeton was always my number one, but I never thought that I would get in, but I thought that I just had a better chance at getting into Johns Hopkins um, because it's in Baltimore. I'm in Baltimore. So I don't know. I think I thought that I would get into Johns Hopkins. So when I was applying, mm-hmm. Johns Hopkins was my first choice. I I wanted to get into Johns Hopkins more than I wanted to get into Princeton, just because like I thought I didn't have a chance to get into Princeton. So yeah, when I was applying, Johns Hopkins was my first choice. But um, in the end, I think I'm really glad that I got into Princeton because like, 
truly that was my first choice ever since junior year like that's where I really wanted to go so it was like that dream school that everybody fantasizes about yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. so how did you feel when you opened up your acceptance letter into Princeton oh I was definitely so shocked like <laughs> I didn't believe it like I thought they had made a mistake or something like mm-hmm. I remember um in my I was in my room and I hadn't told anybody that I applied to Princeton because I was so sure I wouldn't get in so. nobody knew yeah I didn't tell any of my friends that I applied did your family know at least I mean my mom knew but I even to her I was like oh I'm not gonna get it and like decision day I didn't even tell her that it was gonna come out okay so yeah decision it was 7 p.m and then I I saw it it was like congratulations you've been accepted like I was so happy like I was like ah I was like screaming and then my parents they run up to my room they're like why are you screaming is everything okay like everybody was so worried that something bad happened Mm-hmm. but yeah I told them the good news and it was just like that whole day I was just so excited like I was texting all my friends like oh my god I got into Princeton like I don't know I was just so elated that day like it just felt like four years was like worth it like I had finally achieved my dream good so did you get pretty decent financial aid from Princeton yeah um Princeton they're known for their affordable uh, price and they have a really generous financial aid program so I got a lot of money from Princeton. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, cheaper than what both of my state schools gave me. That's so, just amazing. I oh, know, God. right? A state school, my UMD was like eight times the cost of really. Princeton. Yeah, I would. I mean, like you're really smart. Like my relatives, you know. I mean, we we know we know each yeah. other kind of, but like <laughs> my relatives told me you were super smart. So I would think you got like a full ride scholarship to UMD. No, I think it's because UND, um, there's just a lot of kids that are applying there, mm-hmm. and they look at um, test scores, and they look at your transcript a lot, and my test score back then when I applied early action, mm-hmm. it just wasn't high enough for them to give me um, a good scholarship money. I see. Okay. But did you apply to the honors program in UMD? No, I didn't. I think the honors program applications, it came out um, after you got accepted. So, like, it came out, UMD has their decisions really late. So, it came out in, like, March or April, their applications. And so, by that point, I was just like, no, I'm not going to UMD. Like, by that point, their financial aid had come out, too. Mm -hmm. It was, like, it was really expensive for me to go to UMD. So, I didn't bother applying to their honors college or anything like that. That's great. So, basically, you won't be... I mean, so how much of your financial aid is like loans and then how much of it is like just pure grants? Like you don't have to pay that back. Yeah, um, all of the financial aid that Princeton gives is in the form of grants. Uh, They don't have any loans that they give to students. Yeah, most of my so it costs about seventy five thousand to attend Princeton. I think that's the cost of attendance. They gave me like seventy one thousand in grants. That's just amazing. So will you be paying for your own college because it's like so much cheaper or your parents are still going to pay for it? Oh, yeah. My parents are still going to pay for it. I mean, it's so cheap that they could pay yeah, for it yeah. anyway. So. God, that's amazing. I've... Damn. <laughs> wow. <That's... laughs> I know. It's so good. I love their financial aid system. God, like if I got accepted into Princeton or something, I would be so excited. But like because of how expensive it is, I probably wouldn't go. But since you got in... For so much cheaper mm-hmm. than your state school, mm-hmm. that's just 
I mean, like- it depends on your, um, they give out financial aid based on how much your parents make. So, like, once you fill out FAFSA, everybody mm-hmm. has an EFC, and your EFC is your expected family contribution, which is basically, like, an estimate of how much your parents could pay um, every year for college. And so, Princeton, they met my EFC. Right now, I'm just going to be paying my EFC to go to college. That's so good. You, like, won the lottery. You got into Princeton, and you got the financial aid. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, okay. no, I'm so lucky. Okay, so what is your desired profession or, like, major when you go into Princeton? Oh, yeah. At Princeton, I'm going to be studying in the Woodrow Wilson School of Public and International Affairs. Um, yeah, that's my major. Okay, so you're not sh- completely sure about your major yet? Well, I mean, that's that's just the name of the major. Um, oh, that's the whole major? Well. I thought that was an entire school. Oh, a bunch no, of majors. Major. Oh wow! Yeah, I think it's the only major that has such a long name. Like all the other majors are just like basic, like mechanical engineering, physics, social social science. I mean, psychology. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think see. it's just like politics. We since you're not in college yet, and like the interview I did before with April, she was already in college, and I think she was. She was going to be a junior. Well, she was a sophomore mm-hmm. and then she was going to be a junior. So let's talk a little bit about college. Like, how excited are you if you do end up physically going? Yeah, I'm so excited because honestly, for all my high school life, I thought that I was going to be um, going to like a community college or a state mm-hmm. college and like commuting. But at Princeton, I'm going to be staying um, at Princeton in the dorms. So I'm just excited for like college life, just like. Uh, staying in the dorms and eating in the dining halls. Yeah, the college experience. Yes, I'm going to get the full college experience. I think that's what I'm most excited for. Like, Because I never yeah. thought that I would be getting the full college experience. And now that I am, I'm just like, I'm looking forward to it so much. Yeah, so, I mean, because of the pandemic, you may not be going. But are is Princeton still doing that thing where you find like roommates, potential roommates? Um, I think that at Princeton they find a roommate for you so like you fill out a housing form Mm -hmm. like um you fill out information about yourself and then they match you to a roommate i see okay so what kind of dorm do you want do you want like just one other person two other people three other people yeah i think i'm just gonna um pick a double room double room okay and i don't know about the dorms at princeton because i mean when i visited i only went on a half walking tour i don't even know if you can really call it that so are the mm-hmm. dorms at princeton nice do you know anything about yeah, that? i don't know either like you i don't? haven't visited <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I mean hopefully they are yeah that's so exciting so do you know if princeton has like a set of core classes that you need to take like you know your high school had you take made you take mm-hmm. a few classes does princeton do the same thing mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that um, every freshman has to take what's called like a writing seminar. So in that class, they teach you um, how to write well and like you just improve your skills as a writer. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I think that for every major, there's different prerequisites. So it's not like um, at Columbia, there's like a core set of classes that every single Uh, undergraduate has to take before they graduate Mm -hmm. but I know that Princeton is a lot more flexible and like even when you have to take certain prerequisites for your major there's like a lot of classes that you can choose from to fulfill those prerequisites 
Okay, so um, and I know that you when we were, when we talked earlier, you said that Princeton would be telling you whether you're going to school or not in early June, right? No, early July. Early July. Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. God. I know, right? I still. Have, it's just like not knowing is the hard part. Okay, but do you know how online classes are going to go for you? Is it like high school as well? I have no idea. Like they said that they would be trans um, starting the transformation from online classes in, mm-hmm. ca- in case we have to do it online. But they haven't given us more information as to like what that would be like yet. I see. Well, that's well, I wish you the best of luck. I mean, if I'm giving my honest opinion here, I highly doubt anyone's going to go back to school, even if the school allows it. I don't think anyone's going to feel like safe going back. But dang, yeah, I-, I feel like we're going to have an online semester. And it's going to be weird if you, like, go to your second semester, go, like, go to the actual school in your second semester or something. That's going to be really weird. It's definitely weird, like, for freshmen especially, because first semester um, is supposed to be when we meet new people, orientation, when we make new friends. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be hard trying to make new friends over the internet and just get accustomed to the university life online yeah and i know that um i don't know about other schools but i know harvard they have Mm -hmm. this sort of thing where you like shop around for classes so during your like first week at harvard you can like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm getting this 100 percent correct but Mm -hmm. you can go around to different classes you can just attend them to see what it is and then you can basically you do that your entire first week and then from there you can pick your classes so that sounds really fun to me and i feel so bad Mm -hmm. for like the freshmen at Harvard who are not going to be able to, you know, do the shopping around for their classes. God. Yeah, that does sound fun. I don't think I've heard anything like that at Princeton, but that's pretty cool. Okay. So one thing before we end here, do you have any advice Mm -hmm. for like high school students right now, or maybe even middle school students if they're listening? I think that I would say that they should, first of all, enjoy high school at last because it's only four years and you'll get into college eventually you know you'll go where you're meant to go um so don't focus too much on college while you're in high school but I think at the same time you should definitely be preparing for college because one mistake that I made was not preparing for early enough like I just started worrying about it junior and senior year so yeah my advice is to enjoy high school as much as you can while um you're still in it but also be preparing um for college okay so actually I lied this is not the last thing but what do you think is the what do you think was the strongest part of your application that got you into Princeton I think it was my essays because um Princeton they're they're definitely they look into people's writing and I think that they admit students who they think have better writing and who are able to tell a story and I remember my essays, like I worked really hard on them. I edited them a lot. And um, through my essays, you could really see what kind of person I was, what kind of things I valued. And so, yeah, I think my essays were definitely the strongest part of my application. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming here, Shahnaza. I really enjoyed interviewing you. And I hope whenever you do end up going to the Princeton campus, you're going to love it because I've been there. It is probably really like it's one of the most gorgeous campuses I've been to yet like I I understand that some colleges kind of look the same because they have Mm -hmm. the gothic architecture but something about Princeton was just jaw-dropping it was just beautiful yeah
and they have like yeah, trees everybody's around. saying that yeah <laughs> i'm so looking forward to it i feel like it's gonna be so pretty yeah and then they have like little cute shops and like restaurants you can go to like nearby the campus and that you can go Aww. with your friends and stuff so i hope i hope oh, you get God, that I'm experience so yeah even if i get it like i don't know when second semester starts i'll still be happy like i'm so thankful to be going there well, thank you very so much, Shafnaza. Yeah, thank you for this interview. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. So who cares about college? Well, I do. I want all of you to go on this journey to get into your dream college. I want you to succeed. I believe in you. We are in this together. Adios, amigos. Ciao, ciao. This is your host, Camilla. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.